Before we get started today, I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to our next group consult. If you are a trauma treatment professional and want to gather with other like-minded professionals to gain support, insight, and share your own knowledge and resources, join us. You can present or you can just listen. This opportunity is open to all trauma treatment professionals. It will be held virtually and we will meet for one and a half hours. Don't miss it. Register and learn more at traumatreatmentcollective.com. Welcome to the Trauma Treatment Collective podcast. My name is Nina Keeler, a licensed marriage and family therapist and trauma specialist. In this space, we will share tips and tools on how to grow your trauma treatment skills while also keeping your own mental health in mind. Today, we're going to be talking about what to do when you are triggered in therapy and you are the therapist. Um, So a lot of times when we are working with clients, uh, they have traumatic experiences that sometimes are very similar or triggering for our own experiences, our own trauma. And so it's really important that we understand that one, it is normal to be triggered and two, um, that there are some things that we can do about it. And we're going to talk about those things and be able to be either prepared if it's never happened to you or to feel supported if it has. Um, my disclaimer is, is that if you are finding yourself triggered multiple times um, through either the same client or multiple clients, then I definitely want to encourage you to stop what you're doing and seek out support and help um, because that's not normal um, for us to be triggered uh, uncontrolled that's usually a sign that our trauma is needing some support and some work um, and that maybe there's some things coming up for us that need to be processed but if it's happening on a kind of non-consistent basis or it just happens one time um, at least you know that hey that's normal it's okay and here's some things you can do about it Um, so that's my disclaimer that I don't want to normalize consistent ongoing triggers um, and this this situation when you find yourself in fight, flight, or freeze a lot in session, um, there should be always a sense of being able to regulate and to be calm, connected, and attuned with your client. But if you are finding yourself here every now and again, every once in a while, it's not anything to be concerned about. There's some things you can do to take care of yourself and to make sure that you are um, doing good work. And if you are ever in doubt, I would encourage you to seek out support um, just to make sure you're doing good work. So let's get started. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that today's episode is being sponsored by the Trauma Treatment Collective Retreat. It's going to be held on February 16th through the 19th, 2023 in Manabo, Puerto Rico. The focus of this retreat is community connection, rejuvenation, relaxation, and light trauma treatment training. We'd love to have you join us. If you're interested, please head over to our show notes and grab the link for more information. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So there are three things I want to talk about. One is, is I've already kind of mentioned it, but I want to normalize this and just say you are human, just like your clients. And so just like they can't predict when a, tra- when a trigger is going to happen or when they're going to be in a threat, a threat response, a trauma response, um, you can't predict that either. And so if it does happen while you're in session, um, then it's okay. Uh, the best thing you can do is just kind of normalize it and be like, I'm okay, it's okay, everything's okay. Because if we let shame creep in or if we let imposter syndrome creep in, then that's when things start getting a little crazy and a little more haywire. And so the more we can normalize, the more we can stay in a safe, calm, connected place with ourselves and also with our client, it's going to help for us to move through the experience in a more 
um, easier way um, and a more supportive way of ourselves and also a, um, supportive of the therapeutic relationship. So the first thing is normalize, normalize, normalize. It is okay. It happens. I will be transparent and say it has happened to me. It recently happened to me um, just within, I'd say, the last month or so. I was working through some things that came up in session with a client. Um, so it happens and it's okay. Um, but I think it's just, you know, you staying calm and connected with yourself and with your client is the number one thing. Uh, number two is I'm going to say know your coping skills. So know what helps you in the moment regulate. Um, so we can't have these coping skills of, oh, I'm going to take a hot bath or I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to take a walk in nature. Those are all beautiful coping skills, but we have to have some moment to moment coping skills that we can do right in session. Um, a couple of mine that I use that I'll share with you is visual orientation. So I will find something in my environment that feels pleasant to me um, just to look at. Um, that may be that I look out the window for a minute and just notice the trees or the leaves or the bright sunshine or whatever is out there that's pleasant to me. It may be just the blue sky um, or I may do some grounding work where I just connect with a part of my body that feels most present in the room at that moment, um, that feels pleasant and present in a pleasant way. Um, so it may be my feet on the floor or my back against the chair or, or my seat in the, um, in the bottom of the chair, just really connecting with what feels most present um, and just kind of feeling that and settling into that. Um, or the third one is I may do some self-touch. So if I notice my chest is getting tight, and I'm having a hard time breathing, or maybe my tummy is starting to, you know, do some uh, flips or being upset in some way, I may just place my hand there or place my hand here just to kind of connect with myself and to support myself and, you know, say, it's okay, you're okay, everything's okay. Um, so those are kind of the three things that I use in the moment to really help me to regulate in a way that feels good um, so that I can be most present. So you have to know what your coping skills are. You have to know what to do in that moment when you feel yourself disconnecting from the session and kind of being triggered in some way. Um, just if, if you don't know, I'm going to go through this, but I think we all probably do know. Um, ways to know that you're triggered is, is either you're going to have a fight response, so you're feeling argumentative um, with the client, or you're feeling yourself becoming aggressive. Um, a lot of times I notice that when I'm setting up in my chair, I notice, oh, I need to do a little bit of regulation. Um, maybe I'm trying to get a point across or, you know, a client is combative with me in some way and I feel myself kind of getting sucked into that process with them. Then I have to kind of sit back and take take stock and realize that this is not my process. It's not something that I need to get overly involved in. Um, I just have to, you know, share my thoughts with my client and they have to make their decisions however they see fit that's best for them. Uh, the next response may be a more of a flea response. So I'm constantly watching my clock, you know, constantly being like, oh my God, is this over? I can't wait till I get out of here. Or maybe I have checked out and I've gone on to the next client in my mind, or I've gone on to the next thing that I'm going to do, or I'm thinking about what I'm going to do when I get home then later that afternoon. That might be a sign of a trigger. I'm in a flea response, but I'm present in the room, but I'm checked out in my mind. 
Um, so that's another one. It's not, you know, more than likely we're not going to get to the place where we're running out of the room. That's really a, probably a high for us in our particular position. That's probably a really high response. So, um, but it could happen. Um, and again, that's normal. Just, you know, like if you need to take a break or something like that, that would be a more appropriate way to give yourself permission to leave the room if you do need to step away. Um, just say, hey, let's go ahead and take a, a, a quick two minute break. I need to run to the restroom or I need to step outside for a minute. Uh, and that's more of an appropriate way to give yourself that flea. The way that I kind of work with this one um, is, is giving myself permission to have that flea response. Um, so I will just kind of look out the window for a minute and then come back into the room. Um, and I have, I kind of give myself permission to check out for, you know, a couple of seconds and then come back into the room. Or I may ask for a break and go get some water or go get a drink, um, you know, go to the bathroom or something of that nature to give myself permission to take a break from the stimulus and then to come back into it in a more regulated way. Uh, and then the last response may be a freeze. You don't even feel like you're present in the room um, or you may just feel kind of locked up in your body um, or you may just feel tired or lethargic all of a sudden um, and you feel like you had a good night's rest and you don't know why you're tired. You weren't you weren't tired couple of minutes ago and so now you're starting to feel kind of that that tiredness set in um, again this is another one that I work with by movement um, so I may get up and take a break again or I may just stretch and kind of move into my body a little bit and kind of roll my wrist like this or roll my ankles and just or squish my toes back and forth just kind of bringing myself back into my body as much as I can grounding is a good one for this because you kind of am bringing your your awareness back to your body and what part feels most present um, so that's another one you can use in the moment. So these are all different coping skills that you can use to help you um, to work through the trigger. Um, so, you know, just having some of those in your toolbox might be helpful. Um, and then the third thing is, is I really would encourage you to consider consultation um, or peer consultation. So professional consultation or peer consultation or some type of supervision where you are connecting with another professional and kind of talking through what's happening for you. Um, if you're finding yourself triggered in session um, and it's something that you want to kind of check in with, which I always encourage people to check in on it to make sure that you're uh, kind of, you know, checking all the boxes and making sure that you're assessing appropriately. It's easy for us to kind of minimize and deny and say, oh, you know, nothing's wrong. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Until something really bad happens or there's a decision that's made or something goes awry. And then we're looking back saying, man, I should have reached out for help. Um, so I say the first time it happens, reach out for help, talk through it, make sure that you're doing everything you can to take care of yourself um, so that you can be the best for your client. When it happened for me, I immediately kind of brought myself back in. Um, for me, I kind of just, I disassociated. I kind of checked out. I don't know where I went or what, what I was thinking about, but I know I was not in that room. And so I kind of brought myself back in when I realized what was happening and I kind of settled and regulated. Um, and then immediately once my client left my office, I called my, my professional consultation person um, that I meet with on a monthly basis. And I said, hey, I'm gonna need a session. Um, I just got triggered and I'm not quite sure what's happening and I wanna make sure that I am okay as well as I am able to do the work um, that I need to do with this client. Um, so that's what I did. Uh, that That's a conversation. I, part of the conversation I think you should be having is, is how to monitor it, to make sure that you're in a healthy space, to be able to hold space for the client, 
um, and to be able to be supportive to them. Um, so that's definitely a question you want to ask. It doesn't have to be the first question you ask, because I think that's a lot of times when I'm working with people in consultation, they are very concerned with, well, can I, you know, should I refer this client? Can I do this work? And I say, you know, let's let's continue to talk about that. Let's continue to be curious about that. But let, let, let's not let that be our first option. Let's see if there's some things we can do um, to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves while we're also taking care of the client. And sometimes you get to a place where you can't. You can't be in the room with the client or work with the client and take care of yourself. And so in those situations, a referral is the best option um, in helping that client to move on to a therapist that can help them appropriately is always going to be the best option. So um, that's something just to think about if you do find yourself wanting to kind of look at a certain case or a client. Um, I do think that's a question you should ask, but maybe not the first question, but at some point you may get to that conclusion. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad therapist or you're not a good trauma treatment therapist or whatever we tell ourselves to shame ourselves. Um, but it really just means that for this particular season and this particular part of your life and their particular part of their life, your journeys cannot be together. Um, and that's all that means. And so they go on and do their stuff and you go on and do your stuff and that that's it. Um, and that's why we have so many great professionals out here who are available to help um, it just that's you know that's how it is and so I just want to normalize that for you and say please don't shame yourself please don't ridicule yourself or say well maybe I shouldn't be doing trauma treatment work it's just really a part of being human um, and having an experience just like our clients have an experience um, and us figuring out how to work through that experience and stay as present as possible um, with our clients and their experience so Hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully this normalizes some things for you and help you to know that it is okay. So have a great day and hopefully this is helpful and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed our episode for today. Just a quick reminder before you head out, just make sure you head over to the traumatreatmentcollective.com to learn more about our monthly group consults. We would love to have you join us.